Hey guys, this is my first time doing anything requiring my voice, so it took me a while to choose a good topic to discuss for this podcast. I thought about the things I was interested to make this final submission easier for me to do, and I chose something true crime related. I've always been very curious about why people turn out the way they do. I think a lot of that has to do with my own traumatic childhood, having parents who were for the most part uninvolved in my life when I was younger. Talking to other people I know who have been in similar situations growing up, I realized I was raised by parents who both exhibited several narcissistic traits. Our childhoods really do shape us, and instead of choosing to be victims of our circumstances, we need to decide that our traumas won't define us. It took me many years to admit that my own wrongdoings were my fault alone. Now, I know the podcast has to do with the murderer, and I'm obviously not a murderer, but I want what I want to do was discuss today um, the things that can lead a person to want to kill another human being. Today, I'm going to be talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. I chose him because there is a renewed interest in his case and his victims because of the new Dahmer series that came out recently on Netflix. I don't know if you guys already saw it, but it's really good. Um, anyway, I grew up hearing the name Dahmer. And only knew that he was a cannibal, but it wasn't until this series that I became super interested in his upbringing. From what they showed on Netflix and comparing it to what I have read in articles and saw in several interviews on YouTube, I was actually pretty shocked at how much damage his parents caused. Of course, no amount of abuse or trauma a person has been through in life is justification to kill But we need to take a look at the whys instead of the hows of what he did. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was born May 21st, 1960 to Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. Lionel made his living as a chemist and his mother Joyce worked different jobs during Jeffrey's childhood, sticking to counseling later in life. In interviews with Lionel, he expressed that he had concerns with Joyce Uh, Joyce's use of medication throughout her pregnancy. It wasn't just Tylenol, which I will get back to later. By the way, um, Joyce was taking quite a few different medications that helped her anxiety, and she even took seizure medication. Lionel said that he had told Joyce she would not be taking any medication uh, while pregnant, and as it could potentially affect Jeffrey, their firstborn, but she refused. Uh, Joyce refused to stop, and she continued to take them. Once Jeffrey was born, Lionel also noticed that Joyce seemed to not be happy with the new family addition. It isn't known if she suffered from post-traumatic, I'm sorry, postpartum depression, but we can assume that maybe that's what it was. She did not bond to Jeffrey like a normal mother would and did not want to hold him much either. It was said that she was a hypochondriac and she was terrified of others carrying Jeffrey too because of germs and potential illness. Uh, Lionel and other family members have all said that Jeffrey was a very quiet and calm child. He was developing completely normally and for the most part, a happy child. Jeffrey had to undergo surgery a few few years later at the age of four uh, to repair a double hernia he had in his scrotum. Lionel said that after the surgery, um, he noticed significant, a significant change in Jeffrey. He was convinced the anesthesia had to have affected his brain in some way. He was suddenly very withdrawn, quiet, and at the age of six, 
He began to take an interest in breaking windows, and he also played with animal bones. Um, next, I'm actually going to play a little clip, and it's from Larry King Live. Um, his parents are on there, uh, Lionel and Joyce. This is in 2004, and he's talking about um, the signs that he saw in Jeffrey. Take a listen. What did you know before 12? Well, we're, we're going to help people. What are some signs that this all recollection now, of course? I, that, that should have told me something about that. Before 12, there really wasn't, I mean, if I had known about the roadkill, that would have been a red flag. I would have done something immediately. You know what I mean? But before that, there wasn't really any. Call him a normal boy up to 12. Yeah, yeah, except extremely shy. And one of the things I'd like to tell parents is don't disregard shyness. Things can be fomenting in that young mind. Dig. Just pull out everything that you possibly can. Yeah, don't stop. Them. Yes. Talk deeply and intensely. It'll come out, I think, eventually. Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't what he seemed to be. I knew I was sick or evil or both. Master manipulator. Monster. The rest of us have no clue. Send it into another world. No emotion left. No empathy. Sick fantasies. Okay, guys, so that was a clip that, like I said, it was, I found this one on YouTube, and it's from Larry King Live. Toward the end, um, you do hear a little bit of something else that isn't part of the interview, but I don't know if you heard it. Um, there was this part where one of his victims, actually, that was able to escape um, his name was Tracy. Um, he said that Jeffrey Dahmer had told him that he wanted to eat his heart. Um, Lionel also had stated that Jeffrey suffered a blow to the back of the head when he was a child. He didn't specify how that happened, but he could have that could have also played a role into his personality changing. Do you think do you guys think so? Uh, we can find many studies on personality changes. Uh, due to head injuries, many football players suffer from CTE, which happens from blows to the head. CTE requires for there to have been many blows to the head, though. But even with just one good hard blow, that's enough to do some serious brain damage. These men who suffer from CTE oftentimes feel agitated. They have depression, feel anxious, and can lead to violence. There's no doubt that Jeffrey Dahmer was neglected as a child. And he had a younger brother that Joyce, his mother, was actually close to. Um, she had tried to commit suicide prior, but Joyce had found purpose when she had her boys. Though not a good mother or wife, Lionel and Joyce ended up divorcing uh, when Jeffrey was a teenager. His younger brother went to live with Joyce out of town, and that's when Joyce left Jeffrey alone all summer in 1978. This was when he committed his first murder. And actually, in the series, it goes through that. It shows you uh, when Joyce, unfortunately, left him alone that summer. That was when they were um, divorcing. I don't know where the dad was. He should have known. But um, he picked up a hitchhiker, and he took him to his home. And um, he ended up murdering him because um, he had said that the 
the um, young man wanted to leave and he didn't want him to leave. And that's why he ended up murdering him. So a lot of it, I think, has to do with um, he had a lot of abandonment issues um, because he, he always said about the his murder victims that um, he wanted them, to keep them close by. So he said that that's another reason why he wanted to keep the bones. He wanted to keep the skull and he wanted to start eating them because he wanted them with him. And that he even said in another interview, actually, um, that he made a he wanted to make a shrine um, to his victims. And just so that that way they could be with him and would never leave him. But anyway, um, maybe the neglect from his parents was to blame for the spark that ended up in a wildfire, which were the string of murders he left behind. Or could it, could it have been the surgery? Is it possible that the medications could have affected Jeffrey's brain in the womb? There have been several studies on Tylenol and the effects of the fetuses of pregnant women, where scientists now think there may be a link between the mother taking Tylenol even a few times in pregnancy and the child having an increased risk for autism. If something as harmless as Tylenol could affect babies, anything else can. There was a medication called thalidomide that was given for morning sickness in Germany in the 50s and 60s. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. This is crazy. Um, but that medication had been deemed safe and it caused serious physical deformities in the babies of mothers taking it. Could anesthesia have played a part in changing the inner workings of Dahmer's brain also? We do know that the younger you are and you go under uh, general anesthesia, um, it, it can affect the brain when they wake up. Um, we don't know for sure, but it's true that murders are not born. They are created. As I said before, our childhoods shape us. Unresolved trauma can also rear its head in the ugliest of ways. Next, I'm going to play a clip. Um, this is um, to end this podcast. This is again, this is actually in 1994, just two years after he was caught, um, after he committed those murders, which it was 17 murders, by the way. Um, Lionel is on Oprah Winfrey's show. And he's talking again about his son. Take a listen. And uh, there are a number of things. Could it, I mean, did he turn out, most people want to know why this happened. Yeah. Number one. Immediately we all thought when we heard these heinous, horrible stories, we thought, who abused him? Did you abuse him? Was he abused? Was he sexually molested? Was he beaten as a child? Those were the first thoughts that came to your mind. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I considered all kinds of things. Uh, was it environmental, genetic? Uh, was it uh, perhaps medications that were taken at the time of, you know, in the first trimester? Was it uh, the effect of, uh, you know, the popular subject now, media violence? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, was it uh, was it genetic? Uh, these are all things to consider. Was he you molested? Know, no, he wasn't molested. Was he physically abused in the home? No, he was not physically abused. So when you analyze and you have a very analytical mind, that's what you do for a living. When yes, you go that's back my and training. Yes, and when you go back, and you're, the reason you say you've written a story is to try to put, make some sense of it. Right. As you analyze and go back over the years, trying to figure out how this could have happened, 
What have you concluded? I've concluded that there are many more questions. I've I've answered some of the questions in my own mind, but very few. There's more there's more questions that have been raised and have been answered.